0: Good morning church, morning, Luke. <laughs> I feel like a school teacher, yeah. <laughs> man God just blows my mind all the time man, I feel like every time Sarah brings communion before I preach it's like we kind of have a very similar message and I'm um, just all the prayer at the front, God's really moving here, amen. Now, I want to start off today's message by asking everyone a question. How eager were you to come to church today? (laughs) Did you wake up excited to come here? To worship God and hear His word? Or was it more like a little struggle? Get out of bed. The alarm's going off. You press snooze. Just give me five more minutes. Right? (laughs) Sometimes you're laying in bed and you're like, do I really have to go? Right? Maybe I should just stay home this week. You know, most times if we ever do feel like that, we still manage to get up, get ready, and turn up for God. Amen. Sometimes it is hard to make it here. But once you're here, you start feeling the desire to worship, right? You know, a lot of us are on fire, but there are still some of us who are just waking up, you know. (laughs) You know, in the past, um, most church mornings, I'd have to go and wake my brother up. And i will wake him up and he'd sort of wake up like this. He's looking at me, he's half asleep. i say, David, come on, man, we've got to go to church. Get up, get ready. So, you know, he starts looking like he's getting ready, putting on his clothes, and, or like getting up. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go have a shower, get ready or whatever. And I'll come back to check on him. You guessed it. He's still asleep. <laughs> uh, so I'd wake him up again. He'd start getting ready. And, you know, back then I could just see if he had the choice, that he would just rather stay home. You know, that was the attitude I could see. And I'm blessed to see him now, because he's, he's, not, he's not that same David. His attitude has changed so much towards church now, you know? But I'm sure that we all can relate to that. That at least at some point in your life, you probably felt like, oh just want to stay home the bed's so comfortable you'd rather just sleep or relax yeah you know sometimes it comes to the point where coming to church feels more like a chore than a choice I know i felt like that Um, and even more so for the ministry guys you know Anyone in in ministry, in church, they have this added weight of responsibility on their shoulders. Whether they're on the worship team or at the back in the tech team, the person that checks your names at the door. um, We have a prayer team that meets up here before church starts. And everybody that sort of works together, they're usually here at least an hour and a half before service starts. Right? They're getting everything prepared. Putting in a lot of work throughout the week as well. Anyone who's rostered on service teams, people bringing communion. Sorry, Sandra. Or even preaching. There's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, communion, I said it. (laughs) There's a lot of work and preparation that goes into doing these things, right? Serving the Lord. And when you're doing all these things, it's so easy to fall into a mindset. You know, you think, oh, do I really have to do it today? Oh, man, can I just have a week off? Right? A lot of us miss out on doing things with our friends or families because we have a responsibility here. I know a lot of us are blessed and privileged to serve the Lord. You know, we have that heart. But I also know that every leader in a church has this weight of responsibility. In my personal experience, you know, I'll be open with you guys, when I started getting asked to preach, I'd see my name pop up on the roster and, oh, I'd have a bit of reluctancy in my heart. If you've been put on the preaching roster, maybe you felt like this as well, maybe you haven't but it's because I know how much work goes into putting a message together, right? Anyone who's ever preached the word would tell you there's so much time and effort that goes into bringing a word. You wanna make sure you're bringing the right word. You're not twisting God's Bible. You're not bringing something from yourself, right? You spend time on it and you study. Sometimes the Lord might give you something late at night and you don't even get a chance to sleep. I know what's happened to me. So you know, when I'd see my name pop up on the preaching roster, I would sometimes be like, Me? Again. <sighs> right? I was just sort of dreading the amount of work that I would have to put in. But listen, because this is what God said to me. He said, You're being a martha. Not a martyr. <laughs> it might feel like that, but he said, You're being a martha. Now, there's a lot of things to consider with that word, right? Some of you might have understood what that meant straight away. But for myself, I had to look deeper and understand what that actually meant. I'm not sure how many of you know the story of Mary and Martha. But if we look to Luke chapter 10, verse 38, it talks about Jesus and his disciples. They were traveling during his ministry. It says, now it happened as they went that they entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into their home. Now, a while back, I preached about thinking of yourself as a house, right? And allowing Jesus to come into your house. Now, in this story, we see two women who invited Jesus into their house. And we see how they both behave very differently when Jesus is in there. In verse 39, it says, And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Now, if Jesus just sort of showed up to your house, how would you react? I'm sure whenever you have a guest, right, you want to make them feel comfortable, you know? You want to make them feel welcomed. Get them a cup of tea, see if they're hungry. Just give them that proper hospitality, right? In some cultures, we put so much emphasis on preparing big feasts or the food for our guests. And it's interesting because... Sometimes we put so much focus on the preparation that we can often miss out on the important time to spend with our guests, right? Now listen to this verse because it says, Martha was distracted with much serving. She was too busy to spend time with the Lord, too distracted. But it's not like she was distracted by sin. She wasn't in the other room watching Netflix. She wasn't on Facebook. Have you ever had a guest and the kids just stay in their room playing the PlayStation, they don't want to come out? It says that she was too busy with much serving. She was distracted from God because she was doing things for God. that's a bit of a confusing concept to sort of understand, right? Because most of us would be distracted by other things, distracted by our relationship, our job, online shopping, right? Pastor John was saying before, some of us get distracted during preaching. You know, some of us, we use our phones to take notes or, you know, we have the Bible app as well. And some of you... Doing a quick Instagram check here and there. <laughs> I know some of us even get distracted wondering what we're gonna eat for dinner. Your mind can sort of just wander off sometimes when someone's talking and you're sitting there, oh, I wonder how many calories is in a cheeseburger. And if I have if I have four cheeseburgers, what's that? Look, Oh, someone's preaching? Oh, right? Just thinking about random things. The distractions are always there. Right? And for some of us, it can be difficult to just sit at Jesus' feet like Mary and hear his word. Right? But in this case, it's a little different. How can we be distracted from God? When we're doing much serving when we're doing things for God it happens when we focus so much on doing the works that we start to neglect the relationship you see Martha was doing all of these things for Jesus but we need to do things with Jesus you know Jesus is the one doing it we're his helper right I want you to picture a marriage. Now you see this husband, he's doing all these grand gestures for his wife. Organizing trips for her to go overseas. Giving her expensive, lavish gifts. Paying for the nicest clothes money can buy. All right? But he's not actually spending any time with her. No quality time. He's not listening to her. He's not connecting with her and what do you think happens to a relationship like that it begins to fall apart because there's no connection right now this is exactly how religion works so many churches are devoted thing are devoted to doing things for Jesus i know back in my country in samoa there's so many big churches the emphasis is is on money and Doing all this lavish thing, all these lavish things for Jesus. And then when you ask some of the people, you know, stories in the Bible, they're just sort of like, they just don't have that relationship that we are blessed to have, right? You know, how many, you know, all these churches are devoted to doing these things without taking the time to just sit at his feet and connect with him alone with nobody watching. Just us and Jesus building our relationship. Sometimes we get caught in the same trap. We can become so busy doing all of these things around Jesus that we actually don't just stop and look at him. right? We don't try to connect with him or spend time. We're focused on our works and what we have to do we begin to look at our life with God as a to-do list, our service as a to-do list. You know, I've got prayer meeting Wednesday, tick, church, got to be there this time. And it's just like a routine, all right? And then in some cases, it can just become like a chore. You're just going through the motions. And then your heart attitude can become affected as well. We see this in Martha's attitude when she talks to Jesus in verse 40. It says, And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to come and help me. It's a pretty common thing to act like Martha there. Anyone who has kids can agree, right? Kids always seem to argue over who's doing more work. You know, mom, David's not doing the dishes. Or the eldest always complains about how the younger ones get away with everything. You know, I I do it myself. Mom, you wouldn't have let me get away with that when I was younger. (laughs) And sometimes we do this with God, right? We can become so focused on these things that we're doing. That we forget what's most important, and this is what God was showing me. I was being a Martha. Maybe some of you feel like that too. Maybe you don't, but I felt the need to share. You know, I found myself saying things like, "Lord, I'm struggling. You know, I'm doing a lot of a lot of this stuff, right?" I would, I would say, like hopefully more people get raised up to preach. <laughs> fill up the preaching roster. <laughs> hopefully, you know, can ease the workload. Hopefully we can have some more youth leaders stepping up. Right? But you see, this is a very dangerous sort of line to step on. Because if you notice... Martha's doing all of these works for Jesus, okay? She's doing these things and she thinks that because of the works that she's doing, she's now in a position to give out instructions. She's starting to become self-righteous. She thinks that she has the authority to tell Jesus what to do. Right? She says, therefore, tell her to get up. (laughs) Now, I'm sure some of you might relate to that. You're struggling with something, so you're praying, reading his word every day, you're fasting. You know, you're doing all of these things and you're wondering why God isn't rewarding you for your efforts. Like, oh, come on, man. How much longer do I got to do this, man? (laughs) Come on, Lord. It's day thirty-four of this fast. <laughs> I lost twenty kilos, man. <laughs> Why aren't you answering my prayers? Your word says this. We become so focused on our works. Become busy trying to maintain everything, managing the workload, all the serving we're doing for the church. And it becomes overwhelming at times. Our thoughts become troubled because there's just too much on our plate, right? Now, in verse 41, we see Jesus and how he responds. It says, And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. You see Martha was someone who tried to manage and control everything. Trying to do these things for Jesus in her own power. And it's not that she was it's not that what she was doing was wrong. It's just that she was missing that one thing. The intimacy which Mary chose. to spend time with him and hear him, sit at his feet. See, I believe if Martha had done that first, she would have had a whole different attitude. Because when you sit in the presence of God and you focus on him, you become so in awe of who he is. You realize how amazing and how great he is this God that existed way before anything who was just God in the beginning was God right everything came about from a thought in his mind just amazing amazing God you know you realize when we do these things for Jesus it's a privilege we see our, our service to him the only reward that we seek is just to be in his presence and to hear his word and this is where we take the position of true service to God when we spend close personal time with him he renews us gives us rest and peace that is so rewarding in a world full of chaos in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28 it says come to me all who labor and are heavy laden I will give you rest everyone knows how crazy it is in this world moments of pure rest are so valuable and Jesus is right there it's right there to, for the taking we come to him empty and he fills us up. The works follow, flowing out of us from there. Anyone who's had that intimate time, that one-on-one time with Jesus will tell you how free you feel. How amazing it is. And it's so rewarding. That's the reward. Now if we skip this and we fail to spend time with God, what happens is we begin to focus on our works we see that as the reward. You begin to be like Martha. When you're focused on your works, you start thinking, look at all the things I'm doing. Right? I get here before everybody. I leave after everybody. Right? We begin to do things because we feel obligated and not because of our desire to serve God. Even more so, we begin to compare ourselves to everyone around us and feel like we're doing more than others. You know, Martha was so focused on Mary, and Mary was just focused on Jesus. But have you ever felt like that? Like you have to carry the weight of other people See, Mary was in that place of total focus, just captivated by Jesus at his feet. She wasn't aware of anything else around her. See, his word was her primary reward. That time in front of him was her reward. When we're in that place of total focus, we're not looking for Jesus to pay us back. We're not looking for people to acknowledge us for our works or praise us. We're just truly blessed to serve God and be rewarded by his presence and his word, right? You know, I was really blessed on Friday night here at church. We had the youth and the young adults meeting upstairs. And now Zion, our worship leader, um, she she wasn't able to come. And on top of that, we had problems with the computer. We couldn't get the words up. So everything was sort of going wrong, and me and Kim decided, like, it's okay. Uh, We can't really do anything with the computer. We have no worship leader. We'll just skip worship, and we'll just pray, and we'll go upstairs and start the lesson. Now, the response from everybody, Kim got up and talked. She was like, hey, guys, you know, we can't do worship today because of, the computer because blah 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 blah. and everybody looked at her and said nah that's not an excuse (laughs) she goes just everyone everyone sort of just had the same heart like just play some music and we'll all all sing right so you know we we started to sort of figure out how we're going to do this we got the aux chord back there had to connect it to the USB thing to connect it to the phone. But, you know, we got it working. You know, once we hooked it up, we started playing some worship songs and we were so blessed, you know. I think everybody that was in that room could feel the spirit of God. I was up here, I was just like in a zone. You know, I believe God could see our desire to just seek his presence and worship him. Despite all those setbacks, he could see everyone's heart attitude. You see, the desire to worship God and just be in his presence, not expecting any kind of reward or recognition from everybody, but just being blessed by spending time with him. You know, it's such a blessing when you see other people with that heart of service. I remember one time I went to a church in Claymore now, I don't know if you guys know about Claymore, but it's a really rough area. Now, at this church, the pastor did everything. Right? He had no band, he had no equipment. He'd get up, he'd play a, a an instrumental of a worship song, and the words would be up there, and he was the only guy singing with the mic. <laughs> you know, he didn't have the best singing voice, but he had the heart of worship. All right? now there was only maybe 10 people in the room and four of us were guests but man i was so blessed man me and him had a good long chat after that because i was just blessed to see his heart right i'm not too sure how he was going internally but from what i could see he just looked so happy to be able to do that for the lord Bless me to see that. You know, the Bible says, he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. And now I know, I feel my friends are starting to go to that church. And um, seeing it grow is really, really a blessing as well. You know, it's crazy when we live in the busiest generation ever. We're all trying to do more and more. We're trying to cram so many activities into one day, right? We live in the drive-through era, the food delivery Uber Eats era, right? Everything has to be done fast. We don't like to sit around and wait, right? If we're sitting in the drive-through and the car in front of us hasn't moved for like ten minutes. <laughs> It's so easy to get frustrated and angry, right? Drive-through rage. People start beeping, revving their car. Mm -hmm. Start feeling the crazy side start to come out. (laughs) Start to rebuke yourself. (laughs) Get behind me, Satan. Get this car out out of the way. We just don't like to wait around, you know? We live in a world filled with Marthas, trying to get everything done ASAP. And it's hard to just stop and be like Mary, to just set some time apart and be fully devoted to God. Now, from this passage, we see how important it is to be like Mary, to sit at Jesus' feet. And hear his word but that's not all we should be doing right we're not called to be either a Mary or a Martha it's about being a Mary first before being a Martha okay because we are called to do so many great things as Christians not just sit and hear his word that's just the first part That we can't miss in Matthew 28 verse 19 it says go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit as followers of Christ we have the responsibility to carry out these instructions and how can we do that when all we do is come here and sit at his feet if we look at Matthew 10 verse 8 Jesus tells his followers Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons freely you have received, freely give. And this wasn't just for his followers back then. You know, as a church, we're seeing more and more amazing, supernatural things happening, right? We're seeing healings People being freed from things that hold them back. We're seeing so many amazing signs and wonders of God. And that's because we have people here who are willing and able, allowing God to work through them. We can't all just be sitting at his feet all the time, right? We'll miss out on that great calling he has for us. What Mary does is she gives us a reminder of how we need to focus on Jesus. Despite all the signs and wonders, all of the acts of service, our focus needs to be fixed on Jesus. It's funny that while I was preparing this message about distractions, I felt more distracted than I have ever before when preparing a word see, last night one of my friends had a little get-together before he gets married next week. Sort of like a last-minute thing. And I told him like, I can't go because I had this word to prepare. My friend's messaging me like, come on, bro. We won't be there long. You can finish your message when you get home. But I knew I couldn't go there and bring the message here. You see... As a Christian, you might feel like you're missing out on certain things. But it's like God was testing me to see if I was going to put what I was studying into my life. If I was going to practice what I was about to preach. I was faced with a choice. Do I go with my friends and have what seems like a good time? Or should I just sit at his feet? Allow him to feel me to absorb his presence. You know, I was blessed to just stay home and receive the knowledge and his spirit. That's the important thing that is needed. Jesus calls this the good portion. It's not getting getting caught up in our ministry. It's not about what you do for God. It's about who you are to God. How your attitude is to God at all times. Through service. Through sitting. Jesus comes first, right? We need to go to him first. If we don't let him fill us up, what happens? We burn out. We can't do all of these things without First, seeking Him. I just wanna um, I wanna ask Movette <laughs> to um come up and just play some some instrumental sounds. I think Man was reading his Bible app. <laughs> God is good, amen. <laughs> He's going, going to call you out, bro. <laughs> i got a written here that I was going to call Mavete out if you not sure. But while Movette is playing, I just want to ask everyone here. When was the last time you had intimate, one-on-one time with Jesus, When you found yourself on your knees before God, hearing his word and worshipping him, absorbing his presence. For some of us, it might have been this morning, last night. For some of us, it might have been months ago. For some of us, maybe we've never done it before, being on our knees in that position at his feet. So I want to give everybody the opportunity to do that here today. I just want to ask that while the music is playing, that we as a church, we get down on our knees before Jesus and just spend some time with him at his feet. Now, I don't know if you've been to like a Catholic church there. If you stand up, sit down, go on your knees, stand up. (laughs) A little bit of exercise. But this is not like that, okay? If you don't want to kneel down, that's okay. I'm not forcing you to. And if you have some kind of medical condition stopping you, then please stay seated. You can still press into Jesus from your seat. Amen. But just for the next few minutes, if you're able, I just want to invite everybody to just come together as a church and sit at his feet. I'm going to do it too, so it's okay. Lord, I just pray that everybody here will just have the heart of service. Lord, I believe that you see our heart as we come here before you and kneel at your feet, Lord, Father God. That we just stop everything. Stop all these thoughts about life, things beyond our control, Lord. And we'll just take this opportunity to have one-on-one time with you, Lord Father. Please fill us up, Lord Father God. Fill us up.